Hello and welcome to Tales from the Engine Room, where we meet the people who make up the Skiff, a co-working community in central Brighton. I think that is what is really nice about working freelance, is you essentially find out what am I good at. I'm Caroline Bevan. I turn information into things and I'm a member at the Skiff too. Across this series of interviews, we'll meet freelancers, remote workers, solopreneurs and small team leaders asking the question, what are you working on today? This week, we meet Ruth Preston, a virtual assistant juggling a job, a freelance career and student life. So it can sometimes change. I'm employed two days a week um, doing bookkeeping and then three days a week I'm doing freelance administration which I yeah which obviously I freelance for because it's freelance (laughs) and then um, I do some study in that time as well I'm also in the the latter stages of closing down my business which was a virtual administration business so that was quite a because it was about 10 staff I know you've you've been a member at the SCIF for a couple of months now? Month, yeah, two or three. Two or three months. Yeah. Um, ever since I've met you, it seems like you're very much in a transition phase yes. in your life. <laughs> yes. Um, do you want to bring, bring us all up to speed on how you ended up at this point where you're kind of juggling a few different things? Yes. And you've got pots on burners and fires yes. and irons <laughs> and all that stuff. Tell us a little bit about how you ended up at this spot. Yes. Um, so I'll give you a little bit of a history. I was a, an event manager. COVID happened. I was made redundant. <laughs> there was no work. So I I was just, I don't know what to do. And I was just thinking it through. And I got a message from someone in my church group on my WhatsApp just saying, is anyone wanting to do some admin freelance five hours a week? And I was like, mm, yeah, okay. And I, I started doing this. It was quite basic stuff, but I really enjoyed it. And I thought, well, I'm still looking for this full-time job. Maybe I will also see if there's more freelance admin available. So I found that there was much more freelance admin available. And very quickly, I needed to start subcontracting. I think it was in the first four months. So, yeah, I mean, (laughs) so it's quite quick. And so then I decided I'll build a business. Was that all through word of mouth or through you putting yourself out there advertising? How were you getting that work in? Um, I think mostly, firstly, through my church contacts, um, because I had a, there was a, guy at church he was a business consultant he helped me for free and he actually said actually the best way is to do like face-to-face referrals especially well he he didn't say it's the best way but for where I was at the small you know having not had not very much money all of that sort of stuff referrals getting to know people is the best way to do it at this stage so that's what I did yes it was mostly word of mouth I started asking my clients you know do you know anyone who might benefit from our services? All of that sort of thing. It, it grew very much from there. I did try and do a few other little bits. So I did a tiny bit of social media marketing, but I was very cautious about that because I didn't have a very big following. So I thought I don't want to put loads of time and effort into something that I'm not sure is going to have a return. And I did a bit of social networking and I was very fortunate in as much as a networking organization hired me to do admin for them. So I got a pro bono membership, so that helped. <laughs> and isn't it funny, it's the little things like that that can suddenly make all the difference. And at the time, on paper, you'd write it off as, I'm not doing pro bono work, that's crazy. But also, 
actually it just leads to so much and sometimes yeah. you find little treats in little corners of opportunity yes. you don't realize and you don't know I mean you really don't know who might be your next client or who might know your next client so you end up working with people you never thought you would I guess when I was building the business I was very aware that what I did and how I was with everybody would influence and affect the next client I had anyway I closed that business <laughs> I closed that business because, if I'm honest, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it very much. I felt like I was moving into a... So I had 10 staff, and I think I was moving into a situation where I was becoming more the sales and marketing person. And I wasn't 100% sure if I liked that role. So were you in a... A building or were you all remote? We were all remote. I did want a building and I'm an extrovert, so that was another reason. I was going crazy. (laughs) Bring me people. (laughs) Yes, it was very much like that. I think I get energy from people. You know when people say, are you an introvert or an extrovert? And they say, do you find you get energy when you're around people or do you get energy when you're on your own? And I always found that a bit difficult to analyse because... I find being in social situations tiring. But then what I realised through COVID was that even though I found it tiring, I found it, this is going to sound a bit weird, but like exhilarating. <laughs> like there was, it makes you tired, but you get that sort of sense of like your blood pumps a little bit faster when you're around other people. And I think also it wasn't just because of that. It was because... The sales and marketing role that I was getting pushed into because everyone else was doing everything else. Mm. I wasn't 100% sure it was what I wanted to do mm. full time. But I might have been okay with that if I knew that our, that we could have built the business quick enough to move me on. It was a very low margin business and we were having to charge the top of the sort of mm. standard bracket. And even then it was a struggle to pay people yeah. more than minimum wage right. and myself. Yeah. So I was thinking, okay can we push this business to the next level in the next few years? Do you want to, I suppose? If you loved it, if you love going to work every day, then that's a different conversation. But if it's it's a struggle and you think, actually, I'm moving myself into a position that could be it now for the rest of my life. Yes. I don't know if I want that. Yes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, you know, if I was making loads of money... Maybe that would I would take the edge off slightly. It would take the edge off. I mean, I probably still wouldn't have enjoyed it massively, but then I might have been able to move myself into a position because I had the finances yeah. to allow other people to. And I was just analysing all this stuff, and I thought I might be able to get there in three years, but I don't think I can put three years mm. in. So I decided to close the business and say goodbye to everybody on my team, which was a bit interesting. Oh. Quite a few tears. I had a lovely team. I mean, they were absolutely brilliant. I couldn't recommend them more highly to anyone who would ever employ anyone. Mm. They were so great. Um, that was sad. I really didn't want to lose the team. But I, I, to be honest, I just knew I wasn't very happy. I think that's often not factored in enough to people's decision making when it comes to work. Yes. Are you happy? Yeah. Because it's your life. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And we have choice. We have so choice. much choice. And I think I think it's really important to never think that you'll be on the pale, really, because I remember thinking to myself, oh, you know, I haven't built my career. I'm starting from scratch. So I'm, I'm learning accountancy now at 37. And so many people did it when they were 27. Mm-hmm. So loads of my fr- friends are now, or people I know are chartered already. And I sort of feel like I'm so behind. Mm-hmm. But... I think we can't think like that because if we do, then 
we're all kind of done for in terms of like no, nobody would ever try anything when, exactly. they're, when they're you know later in life and it's not, oh, yeah, when you're beyond the age when everyone else does everyone it. thinks you know there's sort of a solidification of what you potentially are going to do right, there's a timeline yeah. that we go yeah. to university and yeah is your intention to become a, a freelance accountant or interesting okay so when I say I'm closing my business, I think I'm actually just going to put it on pause because so my parents at the moment are in their early 70s. They're living in Spain. And I'm aware of the sort of it's very hard running a business. Freelancing isn't quite as, you know, you haven't got the responsibility of staff. You do get freedom. And I really don't want my parents to ever go to like a home. So I'm thinking, is there a possibility that if if I become an accountant and I'm able to set up a, instead of an administration business, well, potentially both, it could be accountancy and administration because they go very much hand in hand. We had a load more inquiries for bookkeeping and accountancy than we did for admin, so I'm aware of this. Was that what prompted you to think about accountancy in the first place? No, actually. It was more that I realised that of all the tasks that all of my staff did, it was probably the thing that I was best at. Right. (laughs) And I enjoyed. So I thought, Actually, also, it's the type of thing that you can work towards and you're probably going to end up getting, well, compared to all the jobs I've done previously, you get a vaguely reasonable salary. It depends who you're comparing it to, but in my world, yes. (laughs) So, you know, being able to get, thinking about getting a house and all of that sort of stuff and being able to look after my parents and the possibility of opening up another business either freelancing or with staff Mm -hmm. um with accountancy i could see how much easier that would be because it wouldn't be such a low margin business and it'd be much easier the second time around with all of the things i've learned of course you have experience now so bringing brings back to that point of you said that yes you're 10 years behind your your accountancy colleagues yes but you've also got 10 years of running your own business and your life experience where when, which is what prompted me to ask, were you going into freelance? Because you'll be much better placed, much more experienced mm. to work with other businesses. Because, yes. you know, I've got this, I'm more mature, I've got the experience, yes. I know what you're going through. Yes, and that's why, uh, to be honest, I, I I am thinking that might be something I want to do. Because not only would it, I've got the experience of running the business, yeah. and because I know there's so much need out there, and also it gives me the flexibility to look after my parents. So all of these things, I think it's very likely. I think, I think it's possible that I'll probably go into employment for a while, especially if I want to get chartered, you have to for three years. So actually, quite interestingly, I mean, I, I haven't researched this at all, but my mum, and this might be another reason why I've gone into accountancy subconsciously, is my mum's always been very mathematical, but she's always been very particularly interested in tax. And when she moved to Spain, um, you know... A conversation that kept coming up was the fact that all, you're having to navigate HMRC in the UK and tax because yeah. they're resident out there and they pay tax out there, but then they get their pension from the UK. Yeah. And also quite a lot of horror stories of lots of their friends who are using uh, tax advisors in Spain who apparently do not need to be qualified. Oh, yes. that's terrifying. Yes. And, you know, some of my mum's friends have been hit with like 20 grand bills and their tax accountant, who didn't say that was going to need to be paid, just said, oh, you better pay it, otherwise you're going to get fines. And they can't do anything. Wow. So I'm thinking if there's a possibility to look into what is the tax laws between Spain, that's what I would love to become my specialism. 
And then it would also work with looking after my parents. For all the parents living out in Spain. Exactly, yeah. I would be someone who they could they could come to and I could be like, okay, I've got a qualification. But you know, and they'll trust you, and you'll have the yeah. the knowledge of. That's fascinating. That's what, what I quite idea. like to do. Yeah. So. And you get to live in Spain. At least half the year. So yeah, or maybe live in Spain. Yeah, it's amazing out there. It's so good. Although where my parents live, it's pretty much like young children and pensioners I'm not sure about the living in Spain just because I'd quite like people to see people of my age and things like Mm -hmm. that but to be honest I absolutely love it um, out there and I love spending time with my parents and with um, with the other people that have retired but I guess at 37 I probably should stay in the UK at the moment while I've got a few more people my age to hang out with yeah again bring it back to Mm. do what makes you happy and yeah yeah, we've got one life right Um, so now you're here at the Skiff. Yes. What brought you here? Like, what, what was your life like? So, what was working like before pre-Skiff and post-Skiff? Well, Skiff's been amazing. I really love the Skiff and it's made me really happy. Um, but yeah, so what happened was I closed my business. I told my staff first and said, would you like to go freelance? And if you want to go freelance, I'll kind of train you. And in that process, when I was starting to tell the clients the obvious question is why are you closing what are you going to do now so I was quite honest that I was looking for a bookkeeping role one of my clients said oh we could take you on and I said I wanted to be employed because <laughs> to be perfectly honest I just want you know when you're freelance and you, or, you're, or you're running your own business and you kind of just want to be looked after for a while you kind of just want yeah oh I you know that I've done that where you have I've not been freelancing since <laughs> 2009 and there's been several blips where I've gone, <laughs> someone hold my hand. I know, feel, yeah. You feel so alone, yeah. but it does help to have people to talk to. So. Yeah, and I i mean, I never had this, but now I can be like, you know, I've got this inbox, it's like 80 invoices, and I've, you know, I've, they've just been really problematic or something, and I get to 40 and I'm like, okay, it's 5.30, bye-bye. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, never been able to do that before, but now it's just completely expected. Um, so I, I just said, you know, even though I'm, I'm continuing freelance for some of the time, I wanted to have some security. And I also wanted, if I was then looking for a job to potentially become chartered, mm-hmm. um, it's nice to have an employed job as well as a freelance job because then yeah. it provides that sort of recognition or whatever. Anyway, this guy said, yeah, well, you could, you could come and work for us. And I was like, oh, that's brilliant. Do you, you have an office? And he said, yeah, we have an office, but it's in Basingstoke. And I was like, okay. And I just said to him, to be honest, I think it's a bit of a deal breaker for me. I'm not <laughs> going to go to Basingstoke. And um, unless you pay for my travel and my travel time. Yeah. Um, which obviously was never going to happen. Um, but he said, okay, we'll pay for you to go to a workspace. Perfect. So I then started looking for workspaces. And I was like, it ticks every single box. I came one. I was planning to go to a, like two or three. And I think I came to the skiff first. And then I was like, I'm not visiting any others. I'm coming to the skiff. <laughs> Wow, sold. Yeah, it was on sold. first visit. Yeah, amazing. And it's been great. It's been great. Just little things like leave. I can leave my my cereal here. When I do tours with people here, I always describe it as a clubhouse, not mm. a co-work space, because it feels very much. It kind of explains why it's a little bit more relaxed. It's almost like you know, if you go around to someone's house and it's like spick and span, you're like. Ugh. <laughs> All the time you're worried you're going to knock something. Like, and I don't feel I'm going to break anything. Whereas, so you spoke before about working amongst people and, you know, mm. your desire to, with your with your business, have a have a building. Does this kind of scratch that itch of having almost yes. a, 
group of people, even though you're not working with them. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, obviously it would be even better if I was working with everyone in the room because it would be more social, but I think it's been really good. You know, people go and sit in the lounge at lunchtime. Mm -hmm. That's really nice. And you can all go and sit there and you chat. And I've got to know people and everyone's really friendly. Um, Yeah, I've, I've really liked it. I think it's really nice. When I come in here, I know I can focus. So it's not like I'm going to go somewhere and everyone, like people are shouting over the desk, mm-hmm. like, hi, you know, all the time. And you're thinking, I can't. It's very, very nice. Everyone respects everything, but everyone also is quite friendly and says hello. I just, yeah, it, I think it works really well, the dynamic. So so you are currently studying. How, how much longer will your studies take? So, I mean, if I'm amazing and I get everything done, like, very quickly... I, I, but I think it's quite unlikely to, to get it done within a year. I think it's more likely to be a year and a half to two years. And within that time, I will, the current plan is to stay employed with the person who's helping me do the bookkeeping, which means I hope to remain here. Nice. And then after that, who knows? Um, I, I mean, I just really like it. So yes, it really depends. I'd like to remain freelance. And I mean, if I can I'd be up for just staying here for a lot longer, doing other stuff. Well, it sounds like you have a really lovely mix, and it's 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 something. It's one of the reasons I like freelancing is the fact that no two days are the same. Yeah, I can if I'm leaning into one particular kind of mindset at the time, I can do that kind of work, or I can flip and flop between different things. It sounds like you've got obviously you've got the the, the, the paid job which keeps the wolf from the door which is nice yes. you've got the freelance where you can sort of stretch your legs and have a play and the studying which yes. is building for your future it sounds yes. like you've got a really perfect setup right now yes it is perfect but like with like with anyone who splits their time up so they're never quite splits in exactly that you're always like always working on a saturday morning like ah yeah. i've still got stuff to do but i don't know i like it because i i do get very easily bored mm-hmm. um so having that difference is so helpful so how do you divide up your week? Do you have, you have, I guess you have set days for the paid mm-hmm. client. Yes. And then the other days are just free for all. Or do you have a studying day as well? So my calendar um, has, um, from doing freelance admin, my calendar is kind of like the place where everything happens in terms of planning time. So I've got a freelance calendar and then I've got an employed calendar. I've also got a locations calendar. So I've got oh Skiff. God. So they all feed into one. Yeah. So I can see when I'm at the Skiff. I can see when I'm working at my brother's. I can see when I'm working at home. Okay. So usually I work at my brother's one day a week. I work at the Skiff two days a week. I work at home two days a week. And also working on... Um, TSL bookkeeping. Essentially, I have three hours on three days of the week that I'm not working employed. I study, so it's roughly nine hours a week. I mean, yes. it sounds very complicated, but um, it also, one, it makes sense to you, and it's how you, you've <laughs> obviously found how you work the best. Yes. And also, two, it really shows that you've done administration before because you're very good at setting up calendars and thinking oh, about yeah. time. Because I know there's people I've spoken to in the past who, are, who just their calendar's a mess and they don't use it. Whereas you have got systems are very important to you. Yes, yeah, they are. Yeah. that's what you've done for your, for your job. You know? Yes, it's interesting because I think people are just very good at doing different things. Yeah. And one thing I think I am good at is organising. Yeah. yeah. So Absolutely. I can organise myself and generally nothing gets lost. You know, there are certain types of people that are... You, you know, if you send them an email, if it goes past a week, you're never going to get a response. Yeah. 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 And then there's other people that will respond instantly and there's other people that 
you know they will respond. Nothing gets lost. There's no there's no holes in the bottom of their... They have a system in place. They have a system in place, yeah. But then I find that people just are very good at different stuff. So someone who's not so good at admin is just incredible at innovative ideas. Yeah. Just things that I could never do. Right. You know, so I'm just there, systems, processes, numbers, you know, that's me. So, you know... All of us. So that's why it's really important in team, isn't it? Mm. To be able to work together because there's loads that, want, that some groups of people can do and other, other groups of people can do other things. But also the wonderful world of freelancing means that you can, you don't even have to have a permanent team anymore. You yes. could, you could, if, you, if you knew for your business you know, that you needed some creativity, you could find somebody to do yes. that. Yeah, you exactly. could easily hire somebody for a day, a week, yeah. an hour a week, an hour a day. You know, you could that's the world is a lot more flexible nowadays and it's yes. really nice that you wouldn't even have to build a team yes. you could just build a team as you needed to i think uh, that is what re- is really nice about working freelance is you essentially find out what am i good at so yeah exactly it uh, that was never something that i did i was like no, outsource it's yeah fine. there's people who are really good and people who are incredible at that and really love it and yeah. you know absolutely so yeah i tended to do quite a lot of my own finance <laughs> But I did have accountants because they were, you know, because you need you need that. But I was like, yeah, I could do the like low level figures, and then I realised I really enjoyed it. So that's where I was nice. heading. So fantastic. Yeah. So um, I'm going to wrap up with three quick fire questions. Sure. They they don't have to be quick fire answers. Have you had your lunch yet? No, I'm about to. Right. What is for lunch today? Um. So I make up meals. Ooh. So this one was, so I just like throw things in. So it's like minced beef and like Worcestershire sauce and Marmite and tomato and it's just, and, and vegetables with potatoes that I thought were cooked, but they're a bit like al dente. Mmm, <laughs> that's a vegetable that you want al dente. I know, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's not quite there, but I'm eating it anyway. And wow. so because it was al dente, I made mashed potatoes. So it's this really weird like, it doesn't taste like shepherd's pie, but it looks like shepherd's pie. And there's some like hard potato in there that's not quite cooked. And I'm having that with salad. Oh, I mean, I like this. <laughs> I like, you're not creative, but my God, I think that is, is, is that was, was that literally open the cupboard? What have you got? Put it in a pan together. Or um, do you kind of construct these, you know, ahead of time? You think, well, what, what would go really well with beef and salad? What happens <laughs> is, so I cook for the house once a week and, um, I usually, um, so there's certain types of meats that I don't like to eat <laughs> because, um, like, you know, cheap chicken, animal welfare stuff. Oh. And also because I'm on a budget because I'm studying, mm. so I'm not actually, I'm not earning full time. Um, it pretty much is like beef or tofu or some sort of fish. That's pretty much my like protein at the moment or egg, I guess. But then because I'm cooking for the house, so what I do is I find a recipe that I think, Oh, that'll work. But then I make it cheaper. I love this. I love this. (laughs) And that's where the errors sometimes come in. So that's what's happened this time. If you didn't live in Brighton, in the heart of Brighton, the beating heart of Brighton, um, where would you live? And we talked about Spain earlier. Would that... I sort of wondered if that would that be a destination of choice or would you want to live somewhere else? I think I would probably go to Birmingham. And the reason I say that is actually because my brother lives there. So... It depends. If the question is where would you ideally like to live, then I think it would be somewhere far away. I think New Zealand's very beautiful. 
But practically, it's always very relational for me. So it's like, where do I know someone that I love? And I know other people. So I know the church up in Birmingham because my brother goes there. So I know the people there or Spain because <laughs> I know my mum and dad. Simple. So Birmingham, Spain or New Zealand? Or New Zealand, if it was like, okay, do you know what? Let's just go somewhere that's really beautiful. Yeah, money is no option. Yeah, that kind of thing. And final question, if you could earn the same doing any job, what job would you do? So I'm I'm a Christian. I'm really passionate about Christianity. And I think especially in this, there's a lot that isn't understood about Christianity. And I think there's... So I, I would really love to be able to be someone who provides answers to people and explains what Christianity is. It's called an apologist. I would really love to be to be that. Like Paid for by like the church. Type yeah, thing, like, yeah, like that. Very much. Like, I'd like to do something like that. That would be cool. So, yeah. And you can find out more about Ruth's freelancing at uk-virtual-assistant.co.uk. And if you're interested in working alongside people like Ruth and myself, head to theskiff.org. And don't forget to subscribe to Tales from the Engine Room, and we'll see you next time.